Hello and welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we go through uh, 101 movies to see before you die. As always, I'm your host Jacob and with me are... Yeah, we didn't say it. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm James. <laughs> and um, this week it is my turn and I... Actually, first of all, did both of you watch it? Yes. Yeah. Wow, I was waiting for on Nick re- to say no. On regular speed. Same. Regular speed. Did yeah, you watch double fancy. speed? I did not. By regular speed? Yes. Wow. But well, it was well, well done, a, everyone. It was like open next to Lightroom, so <laughs> like in a little window. <laughs> so technically, but I didn't watch it as th- it should be watched. I mean, in could, a way, did you, you can't read be all editing the- and reading subtitles at the same time? Look, I'll be honest. I struggled and I had to rewind a bit. But yeah, that's. I was gonna say I've like like multitask some of the movies too, but the subtitle ones are always difficult. That's why I had it on the one screen because so I originally hard. had it on my laptop and I was like, oh, this is getting this hard. Is not doable. Because <laughs> so. all of a sudden hours pass and you're like, oh, what happened? Yeah. I like, no idea. I downloaded VLC on my work computer. and <laughs> Good boy. Uh, how would you... Oh, I've got IMDb open and it's just said, how would you rate Akuru? Well, that's a spoiler out of what? ten stars. How many would you give it, James? Well, I literally, mean, it's look. It's just it's just asked me how oh I rate it. This can is I rate it? Can I put my rating in? Yeah, won't show you. No, because I need my phone. And then we've got to guess yeah, it I'll later. Put the rating in. I'll okay. show you. All right, and then you can look in the end and be like, "Oh my god, that's exactly what." Yeah, but it'll go away, and then we won't be able to find it again. I'll just go to the front page. Let's talk about what anyway, we think later. I'm just gonna go. Sorry, I was just gonna put one star. To be I'm gonna funny. put that many. Okay. Wow. Interesting. I'm gonna press the rate button. So, oh. so sorry. My old ears. What can you tell us about this movie? Well, Jacob? it came out in 1952, and I did struggle a lot to find financial figures for you. Yeah. So I couldn't find the budget anywhere, and I found that at the box office it made sixty thousand dollars. But that was in the US in 2003, and that's the official box office. Yeah. And I couldn't find box office numbers anywhere else. So I have no idea how much money this movie made in Japan in 1952 or in California in 1956 or in New York in 1960. I don't know how much money it made, but in 2003 in America it made $60,000. Would it have gone to America? In 1956 it first opened under the title of Doomed in California. Doomed. Of course it did. Which then it was followed um, in New York in 1960 under the correct title of Akuru, but the poster of the both films featured the stripper that is briefly in it for 10 seconds rather than <laughs> the main character. Wow to that one and wow to Doomed because it's yeah. pretty far. Like, to, it's, Ikuru that's, means that's to live. So, that's, yeah. yeah, that's so American taking yeah. a title that because I thought Ikuru was someone's name. No, it literally translates to yeah. I, to, I, I, to I didn't know that. Yeah, and I um, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, fucking doomed. Like, of course you're gonna make that for like with a stripper on the Americans, front. Like, yeah. and they're gonna watch this and go, "What the fuck?" They're expecting like a like a sexy actiony kind of movie, yeah. and they see this about an old man's finding will to live again. Yeah, Not yeah. That, well, well, mm. we'll get into it. But it stars. Um, my where did my list? Wait. The stripper, yeah, there's a stripper in it. Stars Kambe from okay. Seven Samurai. Yes, his name is Takashi Shimura, and at the time of this movie coming out, how old do you think he was? I bet he's like young, forty-seven. 
Yeah. Oh, 46. That's 47. Damn it. Oh, I really, I really got it. Yeah. That was a guess. Yeah, 47. Oh, and yeah, I tried to price the director, right I'm pretty sure he was around like 44 at the time. So he's playing like an old man that's like dying and he's 47. God. He looks older. I mean, yeah, I, I assumed the character... I mean, I didn't assume the character was that old. In my head, he was like, you know... Well, he'd been a public servant for 30 years. Yeah, so in my in my like head, 50s, that was 60. 50s to 60s, yeah. yeah. Which I know is old, but like... I mean, also at the time, he could have started when he was 17, I guess. So 47 would work. Be, be feasible. <laughs> yeah, that would be make a lot of sense, actually. Anyway... It doesn't um, get in the way of the movie, that's for sure. It... Before I, I'm, I'm going to read out a Roger Ebert thing because it had a really good like kind of description of some of the plot and stuff, and I thought it was a good way to go through it. But first of all, I just want to get a quick: Did you enjoy it? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's all I need. So, the movie is about a middle-aged. <laughs> go on, middle. I'm going to say middle-aged. Middle yeah, age. I'm going to say middle-aged yeah. now. Um, Actually, no, he has to be old because his son's like... His son's middle-aged. His son's like yeah. 35. Yeah. yeah, okay, so he has to be an old man. Um, who has worked for 30 years at Tokyo City Hall and has never accomplished anything. His name is Mr. Watanabe. He has become the chief of his section and sits with a pile of papers on either side of his desk in front of shelves filled with countless more documents down a long table on either side of him. His assistant shuffled his papers back and forth. It just looked... It was just mindless, like mindless office work. And and the most important part of their job is telling is whenever people show up to tell them to go somewhere else. Yeah, just to tell them to go to this counter over here and don't talk to us. And his job is just to... Put a stamp on the documents to say that he's read them. Living the life. So, um, his job is to deal with citizen complaints. But his real job is to take more rubber stamp and boop on each document. Um, the opening shot of the film is an x-ray of Watanabe's chest. He has gastric cancer, but doesn't know it yet. Um, he just drifts through life. In fact, he's barely alive. The x-ray fades into his face, into the sad, tired, utterly common face of the actor Takashi Shimura, who in 11 films by Kurosawa and by many others played an everyman who embodied his characters by not seeming to embody anything at all. I thought that was a pretty good description of his kind of just dude. He's a, he's a plain kind of yeah, guy Yeah, he's actor. just the average guy that's doing the... You know, day-to-day stuff, except for that one movie when where he's a, a fucking sick samurai. samurai. <laughs> <laughs> but that's later on. That's yeah. like a couple of years But mostly now. he's just a normal dude. Um, there's a really kind of morbid bit where he's at the doctor's office and this other guy is just talking about like, oh, he tells you it's just a mild stomach ulcer, but it's actually stomach cancer and then you die. This was my one note that I took during the movie. Like I have a lot of opinions, but one thing was like, what the fuck? It's so dark to just be outside of a doctor's office to be like, yeah, they'll do this and they'll misdiagnose you and you'll die. (laughs) So he's essentially the messenger of doom because he describes Watanabe's precise symptoms and attributing them to stomach cancer. And he's like, oh, fuck, like I'm going to die. Did did anyone else think because of the way they did that, it's like – He's going to think it's stomach cancer, but actually it's not going to be. Mm. I thought that. And then I, then I yeah. soon realized, like, no, no, he does have stomach cancer. So 
the uh, messenger of doom says, if they say you can eat anything you want, that means you have less than a year. When the doctor uses the very words that were predicted, the old bureaucrat turns away from the room so that only the camera can see him and he looks utterly forlorn. He just... It's a moment of, holy fuck, I'm going to die. And you can tell the two assistants in the doctor's surgery kind of, like, they know and they're like, I'm not going to look at him. Oh, no. But also, like, after... You know that he's he's going to die and he's like, don't lie to me. I know that you can do this. Just tell me that it's stomach cancer. You know it's stomach cancer and you're yeah. like, no, it is not. What, a, what an asshole of a doctor. Yeah, it's so, such a weird thing. Like, that's just a stomach hole. And you're like, whoops, then you're just dead. And it's kind of like, just tell them. Yeah. Like, what? what's so... That's the one thing I didn't... I was like, why are I you wonder, so anti... So I wonder if... And it might come up in later in this report, potentially... But you know how Japan has one of like the big, the hardest, biggest work cultures mm. in in the world. I wonder if it's like you know if we tell them that they've not got only got a year to live, they'll stop working, sort of thing. Can I interrupt you for a second, James? Yeah, Nick's on fucking Tinder right now. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Down. He thought I didn't oh, see, but out yeah. of the corner of my eye, I could see his phone screen. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> He's like talking about a sad. Sad Japanese movie to get some The mortality in. of life. And well, Nick's just, just like, realized, I need to find a woman. I just realised life's so fickle. I have to <laughs> <laughs> He's gone so red too. <laughs> Sorry, I just... I'm like, I have to call you All out. Right, but I'm like, I'm letting James on, finish this sentence. No, that, and then that was that was in... I wonder if it's because they want to keep him working yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, they say you've got cancer, then maybe he's got to do other stuff. Like, what do they say? Oh, system might also they can go back to your life sort of thing. Yeah, I think you're right. Don't edit that out. I'm not going to. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I don't think you can edit that out. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, where am I up to? So, Kurosawa opens his story with a deliberate low-key pacing. It is very... It's slow. Very slow. The whole movie, it goes for two hours and 23 minutes. And, and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of things that happen, does yeah, it? Yeah, it could have... Yeah. Mo- and mostly I didn't have an issue with it, I will say. When a couple of things feel particularly slow. Sorry. What, like, it says it here and, like, I like agree. When Watanabe goes home and cries himself to sleep under his blanket while the camera pans up to a commendation he was awarded at after 25 years, like, that's fucking rough. It's gut-wrenching. Like, he's kind of just spent his whole life doing this mindless job and he's had the realisation, and that's what the whole movie's about, that he has achieved nothing and then, and then we find out the the he, reason that he's told himself later isn't even really appreciated. Yeah. So it's not so bad that he must die. What is worse is that he has never lived. I just can't die. I don't know what I've been living for all these years, he says to the stranger in the bar. He never drinks, but now he's drinking. This expensive sake is a protest against my life up to now. His leave of absence at the office continues day after day. Finally, a young woman who wants to resign tracks him down to get his stamp on her papers. <laughs> I did like the scene where the two guys in the office are just like sitting there, like, was it more than two? They're sitting there having their lunch and he's not there. And they're like, what do we do if he doesn't come back? <laughs> we can't do anything if he doesn't stamp it. We're just stuck. And they have like a moment of like, oh, fuck. Like, they're just like, 
what do we do? I like the little funny parts yeah. in, in this mostly like sad and somber movie. Yeah, but it's just it like, just, we are so useless here. Yeah, it's not funny. yeah. And like from, like, you know, a movie from 1952, it just felt so like these guys are just like, oh, the boss isn't here. So what the fuck do we do? Ne-? Like, so like, what do we do now? We can't do anything without him. And they're just sitting there just at their like desk, just eating. And it goes from like, we can't do anything. But the boss was like, do you think you'll be the next boss? Yeah. I think this guy might be the next yeah. boss. And I thought that was just like a really like real life sort of like, they're just sitting in the office like, well, now what? Like, he doesn't take time off for a cold. Like, where is he? What's happened? Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was just quite um, quite funny. It's it's good with it, with some of the little yeah. like, takeaways from the main story too, and a lot of yeah, a lot of the supporting like cast that kind of don't have much of a role for seventy five percent of the film until a really weird bit at the end. Yeah, um, just kind of they have like all these little like bright they have little moments. moments to yeah, shine. they're not just like random extras or whatever. Like they're all you know there's jokes, there's actual jokes, <laughs> and they land, and I like it. <laughs> um, so the woman tracks him down. He asks her to spend the day with him and they go to Pachinko Plaza. Fuck that. Did you fall on the non-Japanese <laughs> word? <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> I fell on the word parlor. <laughs> I thought you for sure you were saying plaza. So did I. I think so did my brain, but that's not what I was reading. Anyway, so I go to the parlor and the movies. She tells him of her nicknames for everyone in the office. His nickname is The Mummy. She's afraid that she's offended him, but no. I became a mummy for the sake of my son, but he doesn't appreciate me. I was like, oh, oh no. Um, she encourages him to go see his son, but when he tries to tell him about his illness, the son cuts him off. He insists on getting property due him no, property due him before the old man squanders it on women. I think does he think she's like a prostitute? Yeah, I think so. Or at least like some woman trying to steal his money. A gold yeah. digger. Yeah. Or something like that. Um later on a final outing with a young woman, he tells her about a time when he was young and thought he was drowning. He says, My son's far away somewhere, just as my parents were far away when I was drowning. Um Mr. Watanabe determines determines to accomplish at least one worthwhile thing before he dies. He arrives at the decision in a restaurant Talking to the young woman while in a room behind them, there is a celebration going on. As he leaves, girls in the other room singing happy birthday to a friend, but in a way they sing for Watanabe's rebirth. Oh, I, didn't, I would not have thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's coming better. around. Tea break. A, um, a group of women have been shuttled from one office to another, protesting against a pool of stagnant water in their neighbourhood. Watanabe becomes a madman, personally escorting the case from one bureaucrat to another, determined to see that a children's park is built on the wasteland before he dies. It all leads up to Watanabe's final triumph, seen in one of the greatest closing shots in cinema. Really fucking... We'll get to that. The, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. The scenes of his efforts do not come in chronological order, but flashbacks from his funeral service... Watanabe's family and associates gathered to remember him drinking too much and finally talking too much, trying to unravel the mystery of his death and the behaviour that led up to it. And here we see the real heart of the movie in the way one man's effort to do the right thing can inspire or confuse or anger or frustrate those who see it only from the outside, 
through the lens of their own unexamined lives. This Such really a shame. Yeah. Because <laughs> I really thought it was going to be like an uplifting movie. Mm-mm. But no, I, I it really like it's, upset me, yeah. kind of. They all come to like this real life, like, because obviously he didn't tell anyone that he was sick. Mm. And he kind of lost his mind a bit and they n- didn't really know what was going on. And through that like f- kind of funeral scene where they're kind of all reminiscing and talking they all kind of one by one come to this realisation and it's really like upsetting. Is that like each of them kind of have this moment of, oh, like this is what he was doing. This is why yeah. this happened. And this yeah. is why he started acting like that. And, and then they have the realisation themselves that they are all also parts of this yeah. shitty machine that yeah. gets nothing done. So we... We who have followed Watanabe on this journey, his last journey, are now brought forcefully back to the land of the living. Um, mentally, we urge the survivors to think differently to arrive at our conclusions and that this is how Kurosawa achieves his final effect. He makes us not witnesses to Watanabe's decision, but even jealous, even jealists, evangelists, evangelists. Um, for it. I think this is one of the few movies that might actually be able to inspire someone to lead their life a little bit differently. Is this Ebert's words? Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of agree. Like it kind of, it brings a sense of at any moment you could just be diagnosed with having, you know, and and it just changes. I mean, you see that in the, in that scene where the guy's like, but any of you could die right now. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, if I was dying, I'd do all of this. Yeah. And like he found out he was dying. And it shows us that quick change. And he's like, Oh fuck. Like he had a, Full, just moment of I've done nothing, and wanted to do something. That's my fear. That yeah. I'll have that one day. You just have a moment of oh fuck, like why? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's wait. He, you know, he had the moment, I've wasted thirty years doing this mindless job. To for what? For and money. Yeah, and yeah. But like what? Yeah, he's kind of like I. I wasn't living, and like the narrator says, you know, he's been dead for like twenty years, like what has he been living for? And it's like a really heavy sort of, especially if like a movie from essentially 70 Japan. years ago. This it, is like, I, I don't know a lot about the culture of 1950s Japan, but this seems like it would have been really like, like revolutionary I mean, and not something you were meant to say sort of thing. And I, also I think like, after what, this is like just post-war as well. Yeah. So like I think. Seven years later, seven years, seven years yeah. post-bomb. Yeah, so yeah. I think especially then you're, like, mm. expected to, like, fall in line and, like, kind of... Rebuild. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, sort of. Um, so this was made in 1952. Kurosawa was 42 and Shimura was only 47. It came out right after Rashomon, Rashomon, which is another movie we have to talk about on this list, which will be in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, within the next um, two months. Which was in 1951, and The Idiot in 1952, which also starred um, Shimura, ahead of his popular classic The Seven Samurai, which we spoke about months ago in 1954, and then another samurai film called The Hidden Fortress. Now, now, Nick, Mm. do you know why The Hidden Fortress is an important film? Uh, James was confused too. I, I so, because uh, we always come no, back to Star Wars. <laughs> oh, Hidden Fortress inspired George Lucas to create the characters of R two D two and C three PO in Star Wars. 
So that's just a fun fact. <laughs> that's part fact. of the main inspiration of Seven Samurai and Hidden Fortress are the two movies that kind of inspired George Lucas to create Star Wars. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. That Star Wars was loosely based on... Those two Japanese, yeah. Japanese movies films, by the same yeah. guy that stars... Starring the same guy. Um, the message is was it nothing's di- original. Was it was um, The Fortress directed by Kurosawa as well? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, another fun fact... Mm-hmm. Ikuru is based on a book called The Death... See, this isn't original either. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the Death of Ivan Lyle, or Lyak, by Leo Tolstoy. He's, he's a famous mm. author guy, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Another fun fact. In 2003, DreamWorks tried to make an American version starring Tom Hanks and it never got past a script. What would it have have been called? Akira or Doomed? Well, currently in the UK, under the Lionsgate studio, a movie is in production called Living, starring Bill Nye as a businessman called William, who is suddenly... Struck with the uh, realization that he's achieved nothing in his life, and it is a direct English ap- adaptation of a Kuru, which is due out early next year. Huh. I like that. I was going to say, I, I, yeah. really, I really couldn't but see that Tom Hanks. bad. <laughs> and it's got the girl from Sex Education, the blonde one oh, that's yes, a bit that ditzy. No, the one that's a. I can't. Remember, I don't know the actress's name. She's the ditzy friend. Like the right. weird chick. I'll be honest, I've only seen the anyway. first couple episodes. Oh, uh, yeah, like the not the main girl. Not yeah, the other yeah, one the that other was girl. with the guy yes. that spoiler alert turned out to be gay. Fuck! I said three. Chick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never go back. <laughs> yeah. So it's um. I'm actually. I kind of really want to see that. Yeah. I'd yeah. Guess, I'd because guess that sounds really. Cool. Yeah. And Bill Nye's. <laughs> Nick, that saying, that sounds bad, like 30 no, seconds well, ago trying to backtrack. <laughs> I'd rather just watch About Time again. It's About Time. Oh, mate, strap in. It is fucking. We're not, so we're this, not. No, 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 please. Oh, so this, this British guy, uh, he learns that all the men in his family can travel through time if they go into a wardrobe and like close their eyes and clench their fists or something. And he uses it to... Um, oddly specific. Who figured that one out first? Yeah, right. How <gasps> much, yeah. I'm in a different time now. <laughs> Dude was Little kid a having a tanny in yeah. a fucking wardrobe. It's like yeah. I'm in 1946 <laughs> and there's bombs falling out of the sky. But yeah, basically anyway. he uh, falls in love with this girl. He basically uses um, his time travel to be like way cooler than he is. and But then uh, it's just kind of about their lives and he just happens to be able to oh, travel okay. through time. I was going to say that Bill Nye, he's in it, and it's a very nice father-son story. I see the connection now. So I was thinking, I was like, you're saying this, this time going? travel yeah. movie is equivalent yeah. to Akira. <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> My brain had no idea where you were going with that story, oh, then. Um, it's the only Akira Kurosawa film between 1948 and 1965 to not feature Toro Mufin. Who's the, like, the samurai that's, like... The one that's not a proper samurai, yeah. right? Yeah, I thought so. His only movie that he made in a period of almost 20 years didn't have that guy. not to feature that actor. <laughs> and he probably what features in fuck? lead roles pretty much yeah. every time. 
Um, Kurosawa considers this film as his greatest work. It's his favourite. I mean, yeah. I suppose I've only seen... We, I we will have seen, seen two. I've only seen two. We will have seen four uh, soon, but um, yeah. it is my favourite. Yeah, I, like I agree. Now, there's, there's, there's two moments in this film where he sings a song. There's one when they are... And you're going to recite it to us <laughs> right now. So, everyone, this is Jacob singing... <laughs> I can't remember the name of the song. <laughs> you thought I was going to do it, yeah. didn't you? Imagine <laughs> <laughs> if I started perfectly harmonising that song in Japanese and you two would just fall off your chairs. You also have to not move your lips as much as possible. Well, I was going to say... I was Which about to, like... I was about to like. a lot. <laughs> Got you, mate. Got you, mate. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> not last week when my jaw was sore. But now we're, oh, yes. yeah, but now we're good. Anyway, um, so the first time they go to a nightclub and traumatizing scenes of crowds in one moment of this film when they're all in that massive fucking hall and there's the like, oh, yeah, everyone's just so packed together. I'm like, that's just there's like 700 people in a fucking warehouse and I'm just not okay with this. And everyone's just kind of like swaying side to side as people are moving. And it just looks a, so claustrophobic. I'm like, just a I, 1950s Japanese I nightclub. I could not <laughs> cope with that. But anyway, they're in like this little like kind of, yeah, it's a nightclub sort of thing. Bari kind yeah. of thing. And there's a guy playing the piano and he asks him to play a song that's from the 19-teens, as he says. I'm like, oh, that's a really odd, specifically weird thing to read and hear. Yeah. Like, it's like it's an odd. Like the 20-teens, you know, the yeah, thing just come out yeah, of. Yeah, it's just like that doesn't sound right. And... um. So, and he asks him, and he starts singing, and it captivates everyone in there. Everyone stops. All the businessmen, all the female entertainment, just kind of pause and watch him. And it's such like a somber thing because it's a moment where he's kind of very recently found out that he's going to die, and he's singing this love song, and then people are dancing, like people start dancing to it, and it's such like a powerful, like he captivates that whole room in a way that. I don't know, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's they, just they all kind of have the same kind of thing as yeah. well because it's like. But you see, like, you know, men with their partners or mistresses or whoever they are, you know, kind of stand up and take them and start like slow dancing and kind of it's bringing all these people together, giving them better appreciation yeah. of their own lives. And, yeah, and it's such like a moment of he's just like everyone is. It brings everyone together in a moment where he is so afraid. And it's kind of showing, like, you know, even without knowing it, he is doing, like, that is something that he is achieving in a nice moment for him, even if he doesn't see it as that way, that he is bringing people together by doing that. And uh, yeah, parallels well with the second time that he yeah. sings it. Which is in the flashback from the funeral scene where he's accomplished building the park and he's sitting there on the swing and... He's like a police officer or something, isn't he? The, the guy, guy that sees him, yeah. yeah. And he's recounting it like, you know, he thought he was just some drunken guy and it was his duty to go over and, and then he realised it was him and he's just on the swing and he's just singing. And like that is a powerful scene. I cried. I think Did you actually? It's a tiny bit. <laughs> it was a, str- it yeah. is a strong scene. Yeah. I think it's the most famous one from the movie yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. And it's like if you search Kuru on like YouTube... It'll probably come up. There is like 40 different people analysing that scene. Yeah. Like it is such I, a big I, moment. I watched something on it and um, they were like talking about how it's like snowing and the whole movie, like it's just around, like every scene's surrounded by like 
in the office in particular, it's like fans and it's very clearly in summer. Yeah. And that's probably what also makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. When it like comes to that and it's snowing. Yeah, it, it kind of... I just shit you wouldn't think about. I yeah, was like, oh it my God, yeah. opens, r- like emotionally opens right up and it's just this sombre, soft, like darkness and the tone that he's singing in, like, yeah, like he, his lips barely move, but he's singing the song. And I think in a way the English subtitles kind of added to it because mm. you kind of, you're appreciating this, but you can understand... Like, you can visually appreciate, I think, more what's happening on the screen. I really like how they yeah. did the camera in that, like, going through the like the bars of the, yeah. the play equipment or whatever and coming around to Tim. I don't know. It was just a really yeah. pretty scene. Yeah, it's definitely. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Like, I was expecting something happier. When I started it, because yeah. I had no idea what it was about, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, it's going to be like a, it's There's a wonderful life situation." The, yeah. But I had, yeah, uh, I formed ideas of like he's gonna. I thought, I thought he might die towards the end, but you know, he'd he'd have not with forty five minutes to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when when it goes to his funeral, I'm like, "Oh, what? This is yeah, really thrown it's so me. sudden." And I'm like, so oh, glad I, I was ready. To, like, I was ready to not have any of the flashbacks and be really left disappointed with it but then yeah. you get my, the flashbacks and they my, give you just enough my brain kind of went oh fuck it like thinking oh maybe there's like 20 minutes left and, and i was like look. fuck well, that's been like a very quick two hours like that's flown by then i was like, oh no there's still like just under an hour to go and i was like hang on a minute when is he sing in the park because i knew that that scene still right. had to happen i was like but he's dead. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Maybe he's not dead. Maybe he's faked his death. Maybe this is a big fucking... <laughs> and then ruse. I was like, oh, and then the flashbacks all of a sudden, I was like, oh, okay. I get it now. I was like, for a second, I'm like, this is going to take a fucking turn. Yeah. Like an hour to go and it's going to become something it's completely different. Yeah, just burst out of the coffin <laughs> yeah. at the funeral. Like, what the fuck? Um, another scene I wanted to ask you guys about what you thought of was when you see, you know, you know how all the other businessmen, like they have this realization, they're like, we're going to, we're going to do so much better. We're going to make the city right. We're going to, you know, lead self-sacrificial mm. lives to better our, our community. And then it, you see, you at the see end. them at the, at, at, back at their jobs and the, and someone comes up asking about something and the, the chief just says, go to the other desk and it's. Should I answer this normal. phone call on air? Is it, no. is it cat? No. Then, no. then you should not. Um, yeah, and the guy aggressively stands up and kind of like in a defiant moment and then just... But you see that, that it's not... There's not the change that they all said yeah. that they would bring And he out. kind of looks at the new boss just like, I thought we were going to be better. But the boss is just... And just looks at him and is just like, no. Yeah. And then he just kind of picks his chair up and sits back down. It's like... I was like, fuck, that's depressing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the whole tone of the movie, right? It is sad and it has... It's very sceptical on bureaucracy and business and like that kind of thing. But it's, I, I, I like the, I like the inclusion of it to show, mm. you know, they, they think they can all be like, what's, what's our lead character's name? The main one. Yeah. Watanabe. What an, they all, they, they think they could be like Watanabe in his situation, but no, he was, it took a unique yeah. strength for him to do this. Yeah. Nick. Yes. What are you? What are your other thoughts on this? Because I have one more scene I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. What scene do you want to talk about? The baseball scene. The baseball with his son. Oh yeah, 
So you, I don't know if you you might have been editing at that moment, but there's a <laughs> early early on where he's it's a flashback to his son in a baseball game, and he's like, "Yeah, go!" And then um, his son does something really stupid and gets like running out, and then the whole crowd starts booing, and the guy's in there because oh, yeah. he does like he he has a really good hit and like makes a base. And what Nabi's like, "That's my son." No, he, he well he goes and he's like, "Oh, that you know." Goes to tell the guy next to him that that's his son. Like in a really mm. proud moment, the crowd's cheering. And then the next, you know, batter comes up and hits it and he goes to run and he gets caught between and gets run out and everyone starts booing and the guy next to him that he's about to tell that that's my son goes, oh, what an idiot. What was he thinking? And he really like sadly sits down. Like in kind of like, as remember he was so proud and everyone was so proud. And then, you know, he did something stupid. And it's kind of everyone turns against him and he just like has this moment of like he's still proud but he can't show it because everyone around him now hates his son for getting out. It's And it's parallels later, doesn't yeah. it, when he's talking to the girl and like she says like you are still proud of your son, you know it, and yeah. even though he's trying not to be because, you know, he's found out that his son is just wants the money from, his, from yeah. when he dies, he's still does love his son and yeah you see it at the end as well yeah it's really hard and it's kind of like oh like he's so and it kind of it can be a testament to like societal standards that he is so proud but he can't show his proudness the way he wants to like he can't be ecstatically excited and show how much he loves his son because the people around him don't care or don't want to know and yeah, I like in how this movie's framed, right? Yeah, I think the movie's kind of both skeptical about family and still appreciative of yeah. the value of them. Like it shows both sides, and it's it, I think it shows a really real look into all of these people's lives. Like it's not, which I'm hoping that the new like this you know version being produced by Lionsgate can replicate. can capture. A realness rather than some weird abstract. Yeah, what can they do? You like, know? I, yeah, it's if you can capture a real world where someone goes through this, it will be a really good emotional film. But if you kind of play off comedy beats more, or which is kind of worried about, like, do they make it like that kind of goofy I, sort of thing, I and then you kind of ruin them, it? Which I, I couldn't imagine them doing that. Yeah, I, like, it, it's a, and I think another thing, having Bill Nye. Star, he can be a really powerful emotional actor, which I think can really put credit into where this could go because he could really play off those emotions strongly. But I'd say ultimately, it's really just about whether the writer, like writer slash directors, mm. want to go with the yeah. emotional or they go too goofy, too trying to be funny to like you know get it to, yeah. too safe in a way. Which is, I really hope it becomes like a strong drama rather than like a dramedy sort of thing yeah i think a dramedy with this won't be good yeah maybe it'll sell more than the drama will but it'll never be great yeah whereas like a drama version would be like if they can proper hard i think if you're gonna remake it you go like you've got to go all out go like a younger person or something i think you can make this no, work i think because this like, like having him that age would work with having the son like the adult son that's yeah i you know He's been stuck, and it's set in 1950s London. Yeah. So they've, they've gone the same time period. It's post-war. He's stuck in this 
bureaucratic job that he's had for 30 years. You know, he's just... Eh. Yeah, uh, like, I, I just don't see much of a point you know? to it unless you're going to, like, you know, like, do something that isn't just a less good version of what's come. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. There uh, is a I'm 2007 Japanese telemovie version that exists. Was it good? I don't know, I didn't watch, sorry. No, I didn't watch was it. Was the consensus good? I didn't look into it. I just saw it written there and mm. there wasn't even a link to it. So I was just like, okay. <laughs> I, I am eager to see though if this does yeah. get made and released, thinking back to this conversation and seeing if it is. We'll come back to it. Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess the main question is, James. Yes. Would you watch this film again? Yes, I would, Jacob. I and I'd like to elaborate for a because th- I I had I had feelings about this movie. There's, it's been quite a while since this might actually be the first like old one to that I really enjoyed. Mm. Or I enjoyed um what was funny bomb one um uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed Doctor Strange. Love <laughs> different reasons though. Yeah. <laughs> Exceptionally different reasons. Yeah, this um and. Like Seven Samurai, I thought, I thought it was okay, but I was preparing for a similar a similar feeling to that one. And no, this one really does, a lot of those old ones fail to get me emotionally, but this really, really does get me. the From every level, really, the, like the writing, the acting, even the production, which mm. I usually find obviously this was really comparatively good. lacking compared to newer stuff. I think within the confines of being a black and white 1950s movie, I think it's really good. Holds up really well. I think, like... I was a bit worried going into it, having watched Seven Samurai, and I think I can a complaint I had when I did the report on that was like lack of tone in emotion for things. Like I kind of it felt a bit flat. It's, it's a big narrative, but there's not yeah. a lot of you don't feel there's that not a lot of character. For, yeah. yeah, whereas like well, like in Seven Samurai, it kind of the differentiation between characters wasn't as much, and it was kind of very like. The characters are interesting, yeah. but not. But you don't get attached to. Yeah. Them, yeah. So. Whereas in more this, focused, I think. Like, yeah. Well, obviously, what there's like one character, so yeah. You, I don't know. I think in there's, this, even like, but even like, I think it just does more than more with less. Yeah, the extra Agreed. characters that are in it, like all your supporting characters, have depth, and actually add something into it, and every, you kind of they're all there. You for feel a for everyone, and you feel for. You get an understanding of the role that everyone plays within this office and within his life, and how they're all interconnected and it's all come together at the funeral scene. And I think there's a lot of depth to everything in this, and like for that reason, like it's a fucking solid film. Um, and to be fair, when I like I briefly read like not the full plot, but like the overview of it, I kind of I kind of knew I was gonna like it because like. It appeals to me. I'm I'm the sort of person that that does. I'm trying to think of how to how to say how to say this in the best way. I I like like those things that go against the grain mm. of societal yeah. norms and and stuff like that. So I always knew it was going to appeal to me, but it really I really enjoyed it. In fact, it's probably it's potentially my favorite movie from the list that I hadn't seen before, so that I was introduced wow. to from yeah, the right. list. It's definitely I really my enjoyed it. It's definitely my favourite foreign language one we've had so oh, far. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure as well. Like, hands down, like, I think I enjoyed this easily the most out of anything we've had where we've had to have subtitles on it's not in English. Nick, uh, Nick? would yeah. you 
watch this film again. I absolutely would. I just didn't expect this at all, like going into watching this today, that the three of us, I'm going to say too, I would watch this again. (laughs) The three of us would agree to watch this again. I think this is is like the first unanimous... On a would foreign watch one? it again for like months. For quite a while, yeah. 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 Like, I know. Cause I'm gonna, keep keep talking. I'm going to scroll back and see if I can work out what the last... Oh, God, yeah. Right. Oh, God. But yeah, I think, Nick, what like, mm. reasons? Give me some stuff. Reasons. I just, I think after especially watching Seven Samurai, I just didn't really expect much. Because yeah. like I was saying... Same it, it director, just, same yeah, like, I, main star. I just expected like, I know, I just, you know... Not much substance to it, yeah. And I had no idea what the plot was. I wasn't like, I like half expected like just like another samurai mm. movie or something, but like I'd just seen the park scene. That's the only piece I, of information yeah, I had. On I, this going I was in. completely blind, yeah. So I was like, and "What was no this going to be?" And then I saw the opening. It was like, "Oh, um, stomach cancer." I was like, "Oh, oh no, oh shit, yeah. right?" Yeah, but um, and. I, I now know why it's like because I've seen people be like, "Oh, this is the movie that makes you change your life. It makes you rethink everything." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, righto." But yeah, now like, you watch, you're like, now, "Yeah, okay." Now I get it, I'm like, "Oh, if that's I was, why." Um, I can I can read you a little bit that I didn't read out before of what Red, Roger Ooh, okay. Ebert said. It was he like, "Fuck it, this is my last review. I'm actually so going to make something." So this is his quote: "I saw Akuru first in 1960 or 61." I went to the movies because it was playing in a campus film series and only cost a quarter. I sat enveloped in the story of Watanabe for two and a half hours and wrote about it in a class where the essay topic was Socrates' statement. The unexamined life is not, the, is not worth living. Over the years I've seen Akuru every five years or so and each time it has moved me and made me think. And the older I get, the less Watanabe seems like a pathetic old man and the more he seems like every one of us. That's a good quote. <laughs> so it kind of like, yeah, he was like, the, the older I get, the more I'm like, oh. The more he appreciates yeah. the themes. and Yeah, the little things that? and everything in that. And like, yeah, it's just, it's a powerful. And I honestly don't say this often, but this is definitely like highly recommended viewing for anyone. Yeah, if definitely. you're... If you're willing to to watch like yeah. a, a, a foreign language film, not even that. Like even if you've never watched a foreign language film in your life, give like this watch is a, this. this is one to watch. Yeah. yeah, like it's two hours and twenty three minutes, but it's something that I think everyone should watch. And it kind of it makes you like it looks. You look at his life and his kind of breakdown. But as the audience watching, you can see how little tells and what he does, like that everyone around him misses. And it's something that, you know, if someone's behaviour changes so much like this, obviously something's happened. And to check in on people and to make sure that, like, you know, if your friend all of a sudden becomes disconnected and isn't showing up for work or something, ask, find out, you know, be supportive and be there rather than, getting to their funeral and going, oh, I should have noticed. Yeah. The good, and the good thing about this as a recommendation is I think the with emotional movies like this, sometimes it really needs to build before you really see the value of it. I think the opening third mm. of it is really strong is why it's nice as a recommendation. Yeah. Like I was pretty captivated already like 10 minutes into the movie 
you're not spending half of it kind of waiting for this build. Like it is from the start. It's like the initial, you know, his diagnosis is so early on and it's his reaction to that rather than, and then kind of the third act is everyone's reaction around him and how they're coping with his death rather than kind of leading up to, like I think it's it's done better because he dies two-thirds of the way through rather than the end. Yeah. Because you kind of get everyone else's perspective and it's, on it. And that way it's not like, a, oh, is he, is he going to die sort of thing. There's yeah. no wondering about where they're going to take the plot. He, he does die, and yeah. then, but we see the how, substance behind yeah. what, what he did with his last moments. And how everyone introduced in the first two-thirds copes with that. It really shifts the perspective, which I think it's really it's done really well, and makes it a better film. But yeah, um, did you find the last one we agreed on? Um, I'm not sure because some of them I'm not on. Oh, um, right. <laughs> the ones I thought maybe did you all agree on North by Northwest? Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, I don't surely. know. Surely, wait, who was on that? Was it you, you me, and, Kat? and, and Kat. Kat? Maybe. Yeah, because I, I think so. I think we would have. Yeah. yeah, surely. Um, maybe I said maybe, I don't know. Pan's Labyrinth, I think we all yeah. said yes. Did you say yes? Did you even were you here for that? Nick hadn't watched it and we, yes. we were convincing him to Did watch you watch it? it? No. <laughs> so we kind of all agreed on that because yeah. he didn't And I think Rear Window. Damn it, son. And then like Rear Window and Almost Famous, so we're getting quite a bit back yeah. now. I think they were both I can't remember. But it's too long ago. But yeah. I don't think any of those have the heavy agree no. that we're getting here. Yes. Um, so we can move on to our next segment. The, the, the fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you go for it. I'm going to go take a whiz. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Bye, Nick. Um, okay. It's time for it's what we've been... so I can agree. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. This leaves the door open. Um, it's time for what we've been watching and what we're excited for. West, hello. <laughs> um, James, what have you been watching now that Nick's left? Actually, we just talk shit about him. Yeah, fucking Nick. As if he didn't watch Pan's Labyrinth. As, as if he was on Tinder while we were recording oh, this very so important podcast. Your housemates is popping their head in because now we're now still recording. Left, they assume, they assume we we're done, recording. but we're not done. Nick's just left us halfway through. Um, yeah, so what have you been watching? Um, well, I watched a this week. I watched a much worse movie than Ikaru as oh well, no. which is The Purge, <laughs> like the first one, yeah, the, Why? Or, the original one. Why? Um, there, isn't there like a TV series now too? There might be. I have no I idea about it. I've never seen. I'd never seen any of them. Yeah. And I just. I. I was just like. I wanted to watch something real, like that. I didn't have high expectations for, and just. Like a, a silly kind of spooky idea. It was spooky, to be fair. It's the first good. one is, yeah, yeah. Um, like I, I thought the reason I say it's bad. I mean, it's not a great movie. It's, but I think that like the the situation is so like the context is so like stupid, like that it would like yeah. You can't, it's really hard to imagine a, a world that gets to that, but. I did. I did enjoy it, even though even though I think it's stupid as well. There's two. Se- there's two seasons of a TV series as well. How recent? 2019, 2020. You're gonna cl- oh, 2018, wow. 2019. Oh, You're gonna shut God. the door. I Don't fucking worry about the door. love that show, boys. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the Purge. <laughs> yes. yes, I did. He's talking that. about the movie, oh. and then I found out that it's like, isn't there a TV show too? 
Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's two seasons oh. of it. Yeah, fuck yeah, nice. So yeah, that's a thing. Um, but yeah, that 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 was something I watched. The other thing I've watched, um, and this is getting this is getting loose. But I've been watching a he's YouTube. Getting lo- he's getting loose, Nick. Oh, Watch well, out. Here we go. He's probably watched something there, mate. Or something. No, 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 not <laughs> probably not PG. Oh, got him. Oh, got him, boys. Oh. Sorry, not loose in that way. <laughs> I've been watching a YouTube series uh, called Hug the Sun. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of Nick's like, weird things sure, that we were talking about before. I thought one of you would have heard of this. What? No, this is um with the Arnie Donner boys and uh, Ben Russell and Xavier Mike Leedy's and a bunch of Australian comedians. And I've never heard of this. It's like they're releasing it week by week. I think the yeah, fifth right. one's out now. And it's meant to be like this this TV, kids' TV show from the 80s that oh, no. was made by this like cult trying to oh, like, no. you know, induct them into <laughs> into like this sun cult. Oh. But it's like... It's got it's, the Arnie Donner boys in it. Yeah, so... Fuck yeah. Um, Broden plays uh, like this neighbour character they have on the TV show, but every time they come to him and like they just want a positive story and he's been like fucked up by bikies in some way. (laughs) I have to check this out. Mark plays the shadow man, which is like their their devil in their thing. Oh my God. Because it's a sun cult and he's like got this weird full black like BDSM looking suit thing. It's so fucked and it's like... Like it's on the weirder side of Arnie Donner stuff, so you I know how it. it's fun. Yeah. But I am enjoying it. I just want to check plug that back. out. That, like, no, that's I'm just glad you YouTube, said that. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, I don't know how that. many episodes there are. There's five, and it's not done yet. I'm gonna so. watch that because I love yeah, their shit, yeah. and that just sounds fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's about they're about eight minutes each, so you got forty oh. minutes for the whole oh, thing. So far. easy. Yes. <coughs> but yeah, that's what I've been watching. Nice, Nick. Uh, I watched your big season. Got him! Got him! Oh yeah. Sorry. It's fucking late. We're a, we're a radio shock jock show. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Sorry, anyway. Uh, I, I season, apologize. <laughs> I watched season 5B of Lucifer. 5B? Yeah, so oh, yeah, right. they split it in half and it was season so five, 5 and 6. 5A, just... not 5 part 1. It was very weird. Or just call it 5 and then, I don't know, 6? Mm. Yeah. Like... Well, it's been renewed for season six, even though this could have been seven. No, this season should have been the end. I feel like they're going to fuck it. Yeah, because they filmed it with the intention of being the last season. Oh, it's and always then it got bad renewed. when they. When they yeah, oh, yeah no. I'm, I'm really scared. Even though I just assume, this end here I, and I never assume, watch the next season. I assume they split up this season into two parts to kind of accommodate to another season coming, and they're like, "Oh fuck, we'll just move this shit around and like." Make it end this way so you can yeah. do that. But just, just on renewing things, I, I saw today that what should have been obvious confirmed that WandaVision is not being renewed for another season. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, thank yeah, God. They're all <laughs> limited series. They're all, yeah, they're all one and dones and then people will team up with other people and do yeah, things. Yeah, they'll make something else. Yeah, which is how it should be. Which is good, yes. yes I, except I like for that. maybe Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I haven't well, seen it. Well, it's going to become Captain America, America and the Winter Soldier. Well, I mean, it already Captain is. America 4. Yeah, but like supposedly there's potential for a second season for that. Maybe. We'll see. But yeah. But um, yeah, I, 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 I really like that show, but I, yeah, I'm scared they'll fuck it. Like right at the end. But also... Oh, he's, he's, he's making writing notes. notes. He's writing the, the description. He's writing notes on his. Did you get hug the sun? Fancy paper pad. Excellent. It's not even paper, man. It's a boogie it's boy. It's digital paper. <laughs> it's not even <laughs> digital. It's like there's a watch battery in it. I don't know how it works. Yes, but I am horrified watching the show because I don't know if you boys know anything about Lucifer. Not a fucking. Tom Welling's really. in it. I know that. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's like, oh, anyway, he's not on, on it anymore. But um, oh. the way they portray hell is you get sent there not by doing bad shit, but by feeling guilty. So if you die and you feel any, th- any guilt at all, you can be like the best person in the world. But if you feel guilt, you just go to hell. Wow, well, that's and, unfortunate. And that's very is rough. Is anyone yes. in heaven? Because uh, if there are, they're fucking psychopaths. Well, <laughs> you'll know yes. Nick's going to heaven. Yeah. Oh, okay, man. Because <laughs> he's a psychopath? Does no, that mean a serial killer that's like a proper yeah, psychopath? No, no, that's the thing. Yeah, that has you, no he, guilt at all. Is this like, I'm yeah. going to heaven because I murdered everyone and I don't care. No, if you could I just cut a bunch of fucking children's heads off, <laughs> then you'd feel fine. Going to heaven. No, Nick, Nick's just going because he knows he's a great dude. Now he yes. has guilt for something, surely. I'm a in his cool closet. guy. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, I did steal a, um, I, I, a you block of like- chocolate from... Um, Coles when I was a kid. So son yeah, of a bitch. Oh my God, we got him. The and sting's up. To be fair, Call they, him in, boys. They, they had a two for one uh, body SBL and it didn't scan up. And I wasn't going to get someone no. to come over and help me. So fuck We him. got you. The cops are on their way right now. This no. has been a sti- oh, This has been no. a 15 year operation. We have stung you. We got you oh, on yeah. record. <laughs> Pull my mask off and I'm the store manager of that Coles <laughs> from 15 years ago. I <laughs> <laughs> got ya. Long uh, game, bitches. <laughs> Do you want to say anything else about Lucifer? No, Nick? not really. You got anything else you've been watching? Now that I know I'm going to hell. Um, <laughs> I, and prison. Oh, yeah. I did have a hungover day on Sunday and watched like five movies that I'd already seen before. Um, okay. Quick I'll, rundown. I'll, I'll, I'm I'll, ready. I'll list them all and you tell me which one you would like to talk about. Okay, right. go. Guardians 1. I watched Guardians that last week. Guardians 2. Jackass 2. <laughs> Role Models and Leon the Professional. I don't know what the last. I don't know are. what the last one is either. But that is a very wild selection of movies well, in the first let's four. Let's go Leon yeah. the Professional because we oh, don't know well, what it we is. We shouldn't because I didn't finish it. Oh, okay. uh, pick another one. Jackass Two. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that we should talk about Jackass Two because there's another Jackass coming out this year. Is there? Yes. <laughs> Those yes. And Bam Jera got kicked off it because he was on on the drugs too hard. <laughs> on the drugs. Yeah. And some of them are dead. One of them's dead. Yeah. Unless are two of them dead. Unless a fat um, dude die? I don't know. I mean, I, can't remember. I, I mean, they're old enough. Someone could have died during production on this. I'm but, surprised one of them didn't. But, <laughs> fucking yeah. like 50 now. But I, I feel like we're giving too much thought to um, Jackass, but That's I am true. keen to see what Jackass is like now that like YouTube is just covered in. Hey, it's your boy fucking James. I'm here to fucking, <laughs> I'm going to stab someone. And it's, a fucking, <laughs> it's a prank, brother. <laughs> You're bleeding to death. <laughs> That's my YouTube channel, guys. Here's your phone. Fucking throw it at a brick wall. It's <laughs> a prank, brother. Why are you doing the weird like essays? That's what James does. Yeah, true. He just, he's I'm not eshay. doing it. James he's is. He's bum bag that he's got yeah. over his shoulder right now. I've got seven bum bags <laughs> over my shoulder. All of them with copious amounts of cocaine. Mm. Jacob. Hi. What have you been watching? Um, it's completely left my brain, but... thought you wrote it down. No, that was something else. I'm going to uh, talk about that now too. Um, another media company bought a media company again. Oh, oh. Do you know who it was? Uh, Amazon bought MGM. Yeah. Amazon bought MGM. That's right. I do remember. So I say, boys, we start celebrating because (laughs) No Time to Die will probably come out on Amazon. Woo! Well, no. uh, What? So 
Amazon has said in a statement that they are committed to the theatrical release of the James Bond films because they still <laughs> no. So they bought it. They bought it's MGM. It's never right? coming out. Right? Fuck. They bought MGM because AT and T or whoever it fucking was that owned MGM no longer wanted to be in the media business and didn't want to make stuff anymore. So they just fucking sold it. Right. Thing is, the broccoli family still owns James Bond. Broccoli family, <laughs> the fucking broccolis, and they're fucking wankers. So fuck those guys. But now Amazon, Jeff Bezos, I fucking made, hate eating my all greens. I'm saying, all I'm saying family, is bro. that Jeff, Jeff Bezos should offer the broccoli family to go to space. All I'm saying. But what this means? Something is tells me going to space wouldn't satisfy the broccoli family. What if they don't come should, back? Should we, <laughs> should, should we explain who the broccoli family are? Please, because um, I'm just picturing a bunch of <laughs> bunch of green. It's cruciferous a very vegetables. very rich family that owns the rights to James Bond and uh, any like James Bond related any anything. James related James Bond related decision <laughs> has to be signed off by them. Like when Daniel Craig was cast, MGM was like, "We want this guy," and the broccoli and like, family just Bond? went, "No." <laughs> was, and they eventually came to an agreement of Daniel Craig. But there was someone else before. We don't know who it was, but the Broccoli family just went, no, he's not James Bond. Was it Ian Fleming that wrote James Bond? Yes. yes. Is that, are they something to do with him? No, they just somehow now own it. I don't know. Oh, I can't okay. remember. But do you know who James Bond's based on? Do you know who the real life James Bond is? No. I'm trying to think I think when joke. you tell me I'm going to know, I'm going to know, but it's gone from my brain. Oh, wait. He's an actor. It was. He's dead now. Think so if James Bond um, was based off him. He once wielded a lightsaber and also a big star for Lord of the Lee. Rings. Yes. Christopher Lee is the real life James Bond. Really? Yeah, because he was an undercover spy in World War Two. That's course. fucking and sick. And like all yeah. like espionage and stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. And Ian Fleming and him are friends or somehow related or something. Because mm. Ian Fleming was also a spy and espionage agent in World War Two and they Huh. Yeah. Mm. That's a wild yeah. fact. I'm, I'm, I should remember that now. Yeah, so there you go. When did Ian Fleming die? Fucking long time ago. <laughs> oh. I thought think. he might have um, died of boredom when he was watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Really, got him. Nah. He, you really got us he, there. He, he, got yeah. him. Nah. Um, anyway. What? Um, Had you watched anything or were you just. No, so, no, so, so now that. It, so MGM has a. Fu- like owns a, like, a fucking shitload of stuff, right? The list was just. He died in 1964. There you go. Maybe was a, he d- died of boredom while he was reading. Shut the fuck James Bond. reading Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> so. It's all Amazon talk. So. Amazon's director of creative fucking whatever it is said that we're like after like in the statement, like after they bought MGM, that they were committed to revitalizing and reimagining multiple MGM properties and then listed some, which I was like, huh, oh, I didn't know MGM. But the main one that they <coughs> talked about was Stargate. Huh. You're gonna because this? MGM has been on the verge of break bankruptcy for about fucking 20 years. They've never had any money and they just somehow managed to make things. And they're like one of the founding studios of Hollywood. Like so many of the old movies we watch have the line yeah. and like it's such a, that oh. line raw is such an iconic thing because that that MGM logo around the line it that was a real thing and there was a real lion's head fucking through that like it's oh. just crazy it's a fun fact I, I mean it's an animated on one now but the original was just a real lion roaring through a fucking wooden cutout mm. but 
if they make more Stargate, because like shows like that are kind of the prime thing to use. Huh, I just mentioned I made a pun. Prime. Oh, <laughs> oh I got myself. It took me a second. You but, um, like for Amazon Prime to bring shows like that back for streaming and like the library that it opens up for that streaming service is ridiculous. There was something like 66,000 episodes of TV series and 11,000 movies or something that they now have, that they now, that Amazon now owns. And it's like, I'm sorry, what? So that's a big thing that could lead to lots of new stuff and probably having the whole James Bond back catalogue on Amazon Prime. All 25 of them. Got the box set years ago. Don't need it. I can <laughs> Sorry. I can, Jesus. I can cancel my Amazon Prime, Prime yeah, subscription you can die whenever happy I want. Yeah. So that explains why Netflix didn't get the new James Bond film. Yeah. Right. Because... Amazon. It just, like, does, it just doesn't feel like it's ever going to come out anyway. It just it's I, all it, the time to it's, die. It's like Black Widow. It's just you know, bloody. <laughs> Did you see? Um, this is not. A, but anyway, um, here we are. The Captain America, like Civil War, so Captain America, Winter Soldier scene where Cap keeps running past Sam when he's like oh, on, the, your left, on your left thing, and, and Sam's Black Widow, and it's just like all the like Disney Plus Marvel shows that have co- right. were meant to come out Good after way. it that have now come out before, and it's just like on yeah. your left, on your left. I was like, God damn it! Next month, man, we're so close. Really? Oh yeah, true. It's like a couple of weeks away. I mean, Loki <laughs> came out like it. yesterday. Mm, did you watch it? I did. All right, put a thumb up for good, thumb down for good. Oh, two thumbs up. Double thumb up. <laughs> Why did you give it <laughs> yeah, thumbs up? Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah, good. That was to not. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert, it's, it's, it's good scary, shit. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. funny. It's good. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston's just. How many episodes is it? I don't know. Probably eight. Probably. Tom Hiddleston's just really good. And Owen Wilson just steals the show. Yeah, he's so good at it. He is fantastic. It's good, but he hasn't said wow yet, so I'm kind of disappointed. I don't think he's <laughs> I want him say to. Wow. Please, I, <laughs> I just want one will. moment where something happens. Just go wow, but yeah. Um, should we wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. we've only got 48 minutes left on the card. So <gasps> better. should we fill 47 more minutes? Because if we go on another tangent, uh, it may go what for are, 48 yeah. more minutes. <laughs> All right, James. <laughs> All right, so. Um, you can reach. Oh, did I get an email? I can't remember. You can't remember because we get so many. Yeah, but I can't remember if it was like some weird spam thing or something. Well, Nick, <laughs> quickly tell me about uh, your thoughts on rewatching Guardians Two. No, oh. did, we, we did get an email. All right, oh, yeah. yeah, it's a spam email, and I love it. Oh, okay. Remember, I promised I'd read out anything. All right, go. Right. Hi, watch it again podcast. I would. That's love us. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is us. I would love to work with you. I just stumbled over your amazing Instagram profile and I think it is this is a great job you are doing. You have so many beautiful pictures and I just wanted to let you know I really like your posts. It's difficult to gain followers on Instagram nowadays. There are endless pictures know. shared every day and your stunning posts can get lost in the crowds. Therefore, I reach out to you now. I have a page with over 16 th- sorry, 160,000 followers. Say, wow, that's really low number for spending. My account is at Glam Luxurious. And I want to do a shout out where I am posting your amazing photos on my account so more people can see your photos. This will give you a big exposure and you'll be seen by many of my followers and many other new people. You will be getting a lot of new followers if we do this. Let me know if I should I'm sure let me know if real. I should do this. 
best regards, um, Zaria. Zaria, your they, account sucks, hold, hold bro. On, I'm looking at it. Are they asking? Show for, us. Are they asking for money? No. I mean, tell them yes. What the fuck's that? Tell, tell them to shout it's, us out. It's just a spam account. Surely. Yeah. Tell them to and shout also, us like, out. all our photos are across three photos. So, like, but no, nah, do it, do it. I want to see if they do it for free. Um, do you guys? No, that? because we also got an email from Tom about an Instagram collab. Hello there. We came across your page on Instagram and we loved your post. The Shit, reason we asked you is because you think we think that your contact would be perfect fit for our page. And I'm like, what is happening? They have over 230,000 followers, mostly from the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. With every share on our page, our clients get at least 500 new followers within 48 hours. Do you guys see the comments on on every every week? With the, there's like promoted on reality records or some other bullshit. It's always Instagram accounts that have like about a million followers and I'm so positive that 99% of them are bots. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like, why would I, why would I pay for this? Why am I it's on a mailing me. list for this? I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> How are we on a mailing list? Well, Goodbye. Be careful, the unsubscribe button steals all your fucking credit card numbers. Oh, good. Um, anyway, so thank you so much for listening. You can reach us with your spam emails at Watch It Again Podcast. <laughs> Oh, sorry, watch it again, pod at gmail.com if you want to reach out and offer us an Instagram collab for when not giving you any money because we don't have any, we're all broke. Um, um, if you're speak a, for yourself, no, mate, sorry, Mr. Fancy Business Photographer Man. Okay, mate, don't use my real life <laughs> against me. <laughs> However, if you're a real person and want to shout us, us out and you don't have any followers, we may shout you out on our page just because we don't give a fuck. Oh, I know. Uh, sorry, no I, shout outs on this show, they're banned. Except for Scarlet Fever on Twitch. Give her a watch. <laughs> right. Who's that? This is someone we know. Anyway, okay. give her a watch. It's great contact. She sometimes. If you have Amazon Prime, you can sub to someone, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's Minecraft. Other times she's getting murdered by evil monsters in like Dead by Daylight or other things. So like it's a good, it's a good mix of content, <laughs> content and it's a good old time. Scarlet Fever Twitch. Check it out. Um, anyway, you can reach All right, us. Jake, give you a bloody sellout. Let's do this. <laughs> um, Otherwise, you can reach us on Instagram and Facebook at Watching End Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes and a message if you want, because why not? I gave the movie eight stars before when we did the IMDb thing, but you can give us five because that's the max you can give us on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. And as always, I'm Jacob. I'm Nick. And I'm James. And hopefully Kat's here next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.